Whether this is her first Mother's Day or her 40th, she deserves more. Shop tons of stunning on-trend jewelry for every budget at Diamonds Direct. Diamond fashion jewelry, beautiful birthstones, everyday pearls, starting at just $200. Commemorate the real loves of her life with a gorgeous pendant featuring the birthstone of the one who made her mom. This Mother's Day, Diamonds Direct is everything you need to say thank you. Diamonds Direct, your love, our passion. Online at DiamondsDirect.com. Two-thirds of Americans are at risk to experience a blackout. Are you ready to protect your family? You could be with the Patriot Power Solar Generator 2000X. This new solar generator has double the capacity and is expandable, so you can run the big appliances like your fridge even longer. Best of all, this new solar generator is fume-free, safe to use inside, and never needs gas ever. Over 150,000 Americans trust Patriot Power Generators. Go to 4Patriots.com slash Lisa to get your solar generator now. You'll even get a solar panel included free. Go to 4Patriots.com slash Lisa. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count. For your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Do you guys feel it? We're in the midterm sprint right now. We are heading in to one of the most consequential elections of our lifetime. You know the stakes. I know the stakes. We've seen what this administration has done. Joe Biden has destroyed our country in, in two years. Did you ever think he could do this much damage in such a short period of time? We've got record high inflation. Gas prices are up. The indoctrination of kids in schools. We've got the DOJ and the FBI targeting patriotic Americans. So everything is at stake on November 8th. Everything. The future of this country, the future of your kids. It's a life or death scenario when we see the DOJ and the FBI targeting patriotic Americans. Everything is at stake this November. And what I don't want to happen is for people to get demoralized because you're watching the media. You're, you're reading what they're printing about this election because they are wrong. They are wrong about what's happening in the country right now. They're going to be wrong again on November 8th, I'm telling you this. Go back to 2020. Look at the mistakes that were made in polling in 2020. There was a report from the American Association for Public Opinion Research finding that national surveys in 2020 were the least accurate in 40 years. State polls were the least accurate in two decades. I mean, you can look at polls heading into the 2020 election. ABC had Joe Biden winning Wisconsin by 17. He won by less than a point. Even in Florida, the Real Clear Politics average, which it's not the fault of the Real Clear Politics average, it's it's the fault of the pollsters that they're averaging out. But it had Joe Biden up by 1.2 in Florida. Biden lost big to Trump. Trump won with a margin of 3.4%. And there's examples across the country. I don't want to bore you. But the point is they got it wrong. Why did they get it wrong? 
my opinion of why they got it wrong is they wanted to get it wrong. Their intent is not to capture the election. It's to shape the election. And it works. We saw this in Arizona recently where you have Blake Masters. If you listen to the polls, he's in striking distance. I I think he's probably up in Arizona, to be perfectly honest with you. But we saw the impact of what this public polling does. You had Mitch McConnell's super PAC, the Senate Leadership Fund. They canceled $9.6 million in television ads for Blake Master in the Arizona Senate race. Why do you think they did that? One, I, I think Mitch McConnell would rather be in charge in the minority than lose, uh, you know, than no longer be the Senate majority leader if Republicans were to win. But also because these pollsters who get it wrong intentionally, they make an impact. They shape dollars going into these campaigns. They, they shape people's desire to donate. If they don't think that a candidate can win, they're not going to donate. It discourages voters in thinking, oh, I don't know. I'm looking at the polls. I don't think my guy can pull it off. Should I just sit home? And that's the intent. That's the intent by, behind a lot of these public opinion pollsters getting it so wrong. I mean, you still have pollsters doing registered voter surveys, which is moronic. There, there's no reason. Every pollster should be doing likely voter surveys. So the point is, a lot of these people, a lot of these public opinion pollsters They're trying to impact the way you see the electorate. They're not trying to tell you what's actually happening. And it's intentional. So what I'm going to do today is bring someone on who I know is going to give you the truth. And I know this because I used to work for him. Before I got into into television and the media, I worked in politics. I worked on Capitol Hill for a number of years. I worked on campaigns, top Senate races. And I was also a vice president of polling. And I worked for this guy, Chris Wilson. He's the founder and CEO of a company called WPA Intelligence. The guy is good, right? In 2021, he was named Pollster of the Year by the American Association of Political Consultants for his work. He, he also did predictive analytics on the Glenn Youngkin for governor campaign. Uh, he worked for Cruz's campaign in 2016. Uh, obviously, he did very well there. He didn't win. Trump pulled it out. But point being is this guy is good. A lot of the stuff he does is for private clients which means that he puts in a lot more legwork to make sure that he's getting things right, unlike a lot of these public opinion pollsters. But the point of this podcast is to tell you that we have, which you guys know at home, everyone listening to this knows, we have the most important election. This is for everything. This is for the future of our country. I don't have kids yet. What kind of country am I going to be bringing children into by the time I, I give birth and I have kids? And I got to find a husband first. So we're talking, you know, there's a little bit to go here in terms of timing. But this election is important. We all feel it. Everyone listening, we know how important this election is. So I don't want you to be discouraged because we are being lied to and it's intentional. So the point of this podcast is to bring someone on who is going to tell us the truth, who's going to get to the bottom of what's actually happening, what the actual dynamics are at play, what the actual electorate looks like as we head in to this midterm sprint. So that's what we're going to do today with Chris Wilson. Stay tuned. Chris Wilson, it's been a while since we've caught up. A lot's happened, like, you know, the destruction of the country and everything falling apart. Uh, I yeah, mean, it just keeps getting worse every day. It's, it's really bad. As you know, Chris, you've been following this stuff for a really long time. It, it, looking at the landscape, the political landscape today, 
Where do things fall? What does it look like to you as you're, you're looking at polling every day? Well, it's, you know, the one thing that I have the benefit of that uh, most people don't is the leading indicator of every morning when I walk in, as you know, this Lisa used to work with me, is we've got polling from all over the country. And as you saw in the New York Times poll this weekend, the Republicans have, Republicans have moved back ahead in the generic ballot. Now, we saw that happen uh, here at WPA Intelligence probably about a week before the New York Times did. And that is because we're seeing it directly from campaigns. And so when you look at a national poll, as you're well aware, you're gonna, it's going to be heavily influenced by, num- by the sampling that goes on in states like New York or California that are a lot of the sample size from national. So it's always going to be a little bit trailing of what we're going to see from an individual race. And it has, I have been optimistic now for probably about two and a half weeks. And that is what makes it, um, makes me bullish on not just the House, but also the Senate. And I think Republicans are going to have a very good night uh, here. What are we out now? How many days out? I should know this by heart since I'm going to finally come up here exactly. And it is, I, I think we're going to, you're going to see Republicans win a lot of races that nobody's expecting. I'll give you an example of that. It's one I, I'll mention when I'm not involved in. It's a little bit easier to quote somebody else's numbers on my own. But Lee Zeldin for governor of New York. Uh, he is right now within the margin of error against the Democrat incumbent governor. That is shocking. If anyone had told you or me at the beginning of the cycle that Republicans could pick up the governorship in New York, we would have just laughed and said, yeah, no chance. And people laughed at Lee Zeldin when he left Congress to go run for it. Yet, I think that is likely to happen. And so I think you're going to see a sweep uh, in, here on November 8th at the same level that Republicans saw in 1994 and 2010 and 2014. And potentially even better because you've got things going on, as you know, we woke up this morning and find out that Joe Biden is pretty much emptying out the strategic oil reserve. And, and let's not let's not forget this is the strategic oil reserve that Donald Trump and Republicans in the House and Senate tried to refill, refill uh, right just a couple of short years ago. And Democrats blocked him from doing it, doing it because they didn't want him to get a win. So, as you mentioned, the level of destruction that's going on in our company, country right now is almost at the catastrophic level. Democrats blocked improvement levels, blocked building a wall, blocked, like I said, refilling the strategic oil reserves. And now you've got Democrats tap, reaping what they have sown in that they shut down our energy independence. We have to import oil. And so they're, they're emptying out what Republicans put into it. You see, you see migrants flooding our borders, immigrants coming into our borders, and Democrats now doing declaring states of emergency because Republicans are like, all right, enough. You want to declare New York City or Washington, D.C. or Chicago as a sanctuary city or sanctuary state, uh, we'll ship them your way. And now they're like, oh, hold on. We were just kidding. We didn't really mean that. So I I do, I am very optimistic about what's going to happen. And I think, you know, one more thing I'll I'll mention and then I'll uh, shut up is the biggest shift we have seen over the course of the last few weeks is with independent women. And make no mistake, independent women were uh, our loss with, uh, and I'll even categorize them geographically, suburban independent women was almost catastrophic back in 2018. And I would have thought it would take a generation to see that undo itself. But COVID shutdowns, educational shutdowns, and Joe Biden's incompetence, baffling presidency uh, elected Glenn Youngkin who I was involved in his race back in last cycle, and it's going to have the impact 
of a almost a Republican sweep coming here in a couple of short weeks. Well, and, and you mentioned, you know, 2010, I was at the NRCC there where, you know, you do have when you have these wave elections, as, as you've experienced, you know, you, you pick up seats you weren't expecting. And we, we've got, you know, Joe Biden has been in Oregon campaigning for the Democrat candidate candidate there. And Christine Drazen, the Republican candidate, has a shot. Now, there's a third, you know, there is an independent running who's sort of playing spoiler there as well. But I mean, the fact that Joe Biden is in Oregon says a lot about what's coming. You know, how how big of a sweep do you think it could be? I mean, I know these things are, are tough to tell, but, you know, if it was today, how big do you think this thing could be? I think you would see Republicans pick up in the mid-30s in the House. I think you would see them pick up uh, and not just hold seats. Remember, they've got to hold seats like Pennsylvania, where you've got Dr. Ozzie and Fetterman, where he, Fetterman had a double-digit lead for a long time. It's now margin of error. Uh, but not just hold states like Pennsylvania and Ohio that where you had Republicans retire, but go pick up. I think you're going to see Republicans pick up seats in Nevada, in Georgia, in uh, I mean, Arizona's getting tight. You've got Kelly only up one point over Masters, which I think means Masters ends up winning. So I think you can see Republicans pick up two to five seats in the Senate. And then the governor's level, I mean, that is, that's the one place that I really just don't have a good feel because it is, like you said, you mentioned Oregon. Uh, you know, if you're not doing the, the polling yourself there, you're not aware. Uh, I think I think you're going to see Gretchen Whitmer lose in Michigan, for example. I mean, nobody would have seen that a while back. You've got uh, Kerry Lake, who is up now in Arizona over Hobbs, who pulled out this morning uh, from the Daily Wire, has Kerry Lake up three points. I mean, it is just it's shocking to see how much movement is taking place here in the course of the last week or so. The only thing that worries me about Pennsylvania, and I'd love to get your opinion on this, is you have Mastriano, the candidate running for governor, who's behind by like double digits in polling right now. So how much would that impact Oz, who is within the margin of error? At least that's what it looks like in polling. Conversely, you have a situation in Georgia where Brian Kemp is up by, you know, six, seven, you know, I think six in the uh, Real Clear Politics average, who could then pull Herschel Walker with him. So, so talk about that dynamic and how that could play out uh, in your estimation. Well, it's interesting in terms of the way, and uh, hopefully uh, you remember some of this from whenever you worked with us. And whenever you write a poll, you write it to where the it's the questions are asked in the order that the ballot is asked. And in Pennsylvania, as you point out, the governor's race is uh, is at the top of the ballot. Uh, but I'm less uh, pessimistic about Mastriano, I think, than most people are. And it is look. I, I know him. I've helped. I've been involved in the race. I wouldn't say I'm directly involved like I usually am. When I've done a couple of polls for him along the way, uh, I wish I was more involved because, frankly, I think he is a he is someone who's painted uh, unfairly by the media. He is a, he's a, a a soldier. A I believe he's a PhD. He's at least a master's degree. He's a brilliant man, and he's someone like I said who's been painted unfairly. And I do think he ends up pulling out that race. So I think it'll be close, but I do think he and Oz both win because I believe you're going to see turnout in the rural areas of Pennsylvania where uh, Governor Wolf shut down schools and it was a, a it was really disastrous for a lot of families that are now dealing with trying to get their kids back up to speed uh, from an educational standpoint. So I think you're gonna see people in the rural and suburban areas that would have voted uh, for Shapiro, the Democrat nominee, who are gonna say, you know what, I'm not gonna let another Democrat destroy my child's education. 
and vote for Mastriano instead of that. And I think, so I, I believe Oz and Mastriano will actually both end up winning. I don't, I'm not going to make prediction on who wins up winning by more. I, likely it would be Oz, but we've been shocked in those situations before. And as you mentioned, I mean, Brian Kemp has, uh, has run a great campaign. I would say Stacey Abrams has run uh, the kind of campaign she ran last time where she spends a lot of time complaining about the last election. And, uh, you know, she's really the one true election denier in the United States these days. And, I think Kemp ends up winning by double, strange, double digits. You don't hear about that from the media. <laughs> no, you really don't. And that's what I love about Carrie Lake, the, re- the Republican nominee, who's a former member of the media in Arizona. Because every time somebody asks her about being an election denier, they ask, she asks, when's the last time someone asked Stacey Abrams about that? And of course, the answer is never because they won't. So it is, uh, it's really nice to see somebody who is able to turn that around on the media the way that. Uh, the way that she does. But I do think Kemp wins by double digits. And because of that, I think Herschel Walker wins, um, wins as well. And the beauty of Georgia is they changed the way their elections are counted and to some extent and conducted. But, you know, the whole thing about, oh, they made it unfair. That was completely proven false uh, during the primaries. You had record turnout. And so we're going to know on election night what happens in Georgia, uh, the same way we do in most Republican-run states. Uh, it seems to be the Democrats that have trouble counting uh, ballots for some reason. But it'll be, it won't be a situation like last time where we have to wait, uh, wait an inordinate amount of time to find out who, who, who wins. And the other aspect on the Senate race in Georgia that uh, you know, I keep hearing people, there are two independents in the race. There's an independent, and then there's a social worker policy or social communist political organizer who's on the ballot too. Uh, and so a lot of people have suggested that it might go to a runoff again. I don't think that will be the case. I think Walker will get above 50% there. Let's take a quick commercial break. Back with Chris Wilson on the other side. Two-thirds of Americans are at risk to experience a blackout. You could be one of them. Sitting in the dark and cold for hours, for days, maybe even weeks. Are you ready to protect your family? You could be. With the Patriot Power Solar Generator 2000X, folks say this new solar generator from Four Patriots is worth its weight in gold. Why? Because this generator has double the capacity and is expandable so you can run the big appliances like your fridge even longer. Or other devices like an electric blanket, microwave, RV air conditioner, or even an electric wheelchair. You also get 12 outlets, including four AC outlets so you can power more devices at once, and two USB-C outlets, which can charge your phone 20 times faster than a regular plug. Best of all, this new solar generator is fume-free, safe to use inside, and never needs gas ever. Over 150,000 Americans trust Patriot power generators. Go to 4patriots.com Lisa to get your solar generator now. You'll even get a solar panel included free. Go to 4patriots.com Lisa. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. 
Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. to ask you, you know, you had mentioned the New York Times poll previously. I think a, a lot of people have, you know, sort of lost faith in most of our institution, including pollsters. I know that, you know, because you do a lot of work for, for private clients, you're putting an extra legwork than a lot of these public pollsters are doing. But yeah, I mean, we look at the 2020 election, you look at that report from the American Association for Public Opinion Research, and the 2020 presidential polls were the least accurate in 40 years. State polls were, or yeah, were the least accurate in two decades. I mean, we still have pollsters doing registered voter surveys right now. So, I, I mean, kind of, what's your broader take on some of these public opinion pollsters and why they they seem to keep getting things wrong? You know, Lisa, it, it's a really important question, and uh, it's one that I struggle to answer because, as you mentioned, you do still have uh, pollsters, particularly media pollsters, that are doing registered voter sampling. And what that means for anybody of you who is, uh, you know, who doesn't follow this stuff as closely as Lisa and I do, it means that what is uh, they're talking to just anyone who's a registered voter. And in some cases, they're talking to adults and asking them if they're registered to vote, which means it's about 20% of the people they talk to are lying. So the right way to do a poll right now is to build a predictive model and then take that predictive model and talk to those who are most likely to vote. Now, that is how we do ours. And it is, as you say, it's very different. Uh, what we see is very different than what most uh, most media uh, puts out. And it's really, there are crimes of commission and crimes of omission. And the question is, is what's going on on the press side? Are they trying to create polls that show the Democrat winning? And I would submit to you, it is both, unfortunately. I don't think that anyone could have done a poll in the state of Wisconsin that had Joe Biden up 18 points the weekend before the election, the way the Washington Post did. And you guys can fact check me on this. Go Google it. Washington Post, the weekend before the election, had Joe Biden up 18 points. He won by less than a point. I think it is very difficult for anyone to argue that that had no impact on voters. If you believe that the, that the candidate you are supporting is going to lose by double digits, it is likely to have an impact on, on whether or not you turn out and vote. And so that being the case, I think it is, um, it's unfortunate that we have to answer this question because it does create, uh, it creates skepticism in our industry and it creates a situation where you, uh, where people just don't take polling seriously anymore. And as you know, that should not be the case because right now we, um, we are very good at predicting what happens for our clients. And in fact, you won't stay working in the political polling industry if you tell a candidate they're going to win and they lose. It just It's pretty uh, fundamentally the case is that you've got to be right on these things. So what has happened, get back to your original question, what is happening? 
And the question is, I just don't know because I don't know what they're doing that to make it so wrong. That how could you create a situation or a poll that shows Joe Biden winning by 18 points where he wins by less than a point? And that's not the only place that happened, by the way. I'll give you a few other examples. In the Arizona election, uh, the polling average at the end had Kelly winning by six. He only won by two. Uh, in Georgia, they were off by almost 10 points, particularly in the special election. In Iowa, the public polling had the Democrat winning by two, and, jo- and the average did. Joni Ernst won by six. In Maine, the public polling had Gideon winning by six. Uh, Collins, Susan Collins won by nine. And I'll give you one more, and I'll shut up about it. The public polling in North Carolina had Cunningham winning by four, Tillis won by two. So you go through all of those different situations, and you look at, well, how could they be so wrong? And the answer is, I just don't know. But I will say this, when you look at public polling this year that has a close race or has a Democrat up by a little bit, if I was betting on the predicted markets, and I don't, I would bet on the Republican because there is something going on in public media polling that tradition that just consistently favors the Democrats. And I can tell you our internal polling does not show that. It does not do that. It is um, it is meticulous in its approach to making sure that we are adequately sampling enough can- enough of every party and that we're actually talking to people who are going to vote. And that's challenging right now because particularly when you look at who's going to vote in an off-year election like 2022 and you look at the enthusiasm numbers between Republicans and Democrats, if you are doing a 2018 sample, which is the last off-year election, which is what most media polling is probably doing, you are going to oversample Democrats. And that's going to be proved to be as un- inaccurate today as it was in 2016 and 2020. And uh, so it's just really – it's a problem, I think, for – the polling community, and as you point out, is constantly um, is constantly evaluated by the American Association of Public Opinion researchers, but nothing's really ever done about it. I mean, I, I'm jaded, so I personally believe it's intentional bias because we know how much of an impact these polls have. I mean, you've, well, you, you've got, you know, don't like you had McConnell pull out of Arizona, right? So like these guys are looking at the polling and they're making decisions about what races to invest in. And unfortunately, we could get to a scenario where one of these races it's, you know, we lose by a point or we lose by, you know, a 20,000 votes. And, and what would, you know, and if you had originally kept that multi-million dollar investment, that eight million, whatever it was, I forget what it was in uh, Arizona, we maybe we could have won it, right? And so I, I intentionally think that these pollsters are trying to paint a bleak outlook for Republicans to impact the overall election. It's just that Trump derangement syndrome, that Republican derangement syndrome that's sweat, that has seeped in to every aspect of our society. But I, I wanted to get your take on, uh, you know, I, I'm hearing it's been tough. Uh, you know, I, th- I think it was like 2016 where you had the, the hidden Trump vote and, and you know, Republicans being less inclined to want to answer or pick up, talk to these people. How much of a challenge has it been for, for you guys in, in trying to get accurate polls and Republicans maybe being less inclined to identify themselves? You know, that's what's funny about it. It's, yes, you hear a lot about that. The media complains about it, but we don't find that problem. And it is now maybe that's because, as again, you're well aware from working with us for a while, we were meticulous in the building of our stratifications at the beginning of the sample, uh, building our sample frame. But I will say here is the one place like on the Youngkin polling. Most polling had uh, had McAuliffe winning. Ours did not. We had Youngkin up and we had him up for the last couple of weeks. And it wasn't, I don't think there was any polling that came out that had uh, Youngkin up except for our internals. And I think you were still working with us at this point, too, in 2016. As you may remember, our internal polling, I did Ted Cruz's polling on his presidential campaign. Our internal polling had us winning Iowa. Uh, there was not a single public poll 
that did, it all had that, that shared that notion. They all had Trump winning, and most of them had uh, had uh, Rubio moving into second place. And you can go to the Real Clear Politics average and look at that. Well, we knew internally we were going to win. And that comes from the way in which we built out our sample based on education. And I think that's one of our biggest lessons from the last few cycles is, yes, it can be more difficult to interview Republicans without a college degree. It's very easy to get voters who have a college degree on the phone. They're just easier. They don't change phone numbers as much. They're more likely to answer an unknown cell phone number. Just a lot of reasons for that. Whereas it does take a lot of interviewing to get those without a college degree. And so I think some of that probably feeds into it. It certainly was the case in Northern Virginia. I mean, Lisa, I would look at some polls coming out of uh, Virginia in which they had the sample in Northern Virginia. Uh, 90% of the sample in Northern Virginia had a college degree or greater. Well, that's a higher percentage of the electorate that, that has a college degree than in Cambridge, Massachusetts or Berkeley, California. It was just inaccurate. And I would immediately point that out to the, in the people who sent it to me. I'm like, oh, it's only off by a few points, margin of error. No, it's not margin of error. It's like 25 points off. And if you've got a 25-point subsample that is a completely different ideological bent than the electorate as a whole, it's going to make the entire survey off by a point or two. And so I think some of that feeds into it. It's just it's, it may be some of its laziness. Uh, it could be laziness on the part of the, the phone center that does the interviewing. There's a lot of things that feed into it. But I'll say this to, uh, to, wrap, it, to wrap up my comments. There is no way an accurate poll could have been done in Wisconsin the weekend before the presidential election that showed Joe Biden up by 18 points. That is a crime of commission. And to your point, it is certainly one that kept people at home, and it most likely had an impact on the president, on the election of the president of the United States. See, I, I think that's the intention. I really do. I just, I, I think that, you know, we we look at the bias in every aspect, every institution in America, and I, I think it's it's got. The you know, pollsters are more interested in disrupting the election than they are about capturing the election, and I sadly I think that's where we are today. Uh, you know, I, I wanted to ask you. You look at like Democrats, their closing argument seems to be we need to abort babies up until the, the moment of birth and January 6th. Have we told you about January 6th, which seems like a strategic mistake, Chris, when you know, you've know you got families really suffering financially, uh, worried about being able to put food on the table, afford the roof over their head. You know, how, how much of a strategic mistake is their messaging and has their messaging been? You know, it's, um, yeah, there's no question that they have completely overplayed their hand on abortion. And the problem is, as you point out, they are, and there's a great article in the Washington Examiner today by Kaylee White, in which it said, the title is Democrats are finally being forced to own their abortion extremism. And I think what you see, one of the reasons why you have seen independent women shift in the way that they have is twofold. One is, of course, uh, inflation and the fact that I'll never forget, we did a focus group of independent women in Virginia, and there's a woman, there was a woman who was all about asking about the issue of abortion. And a woman said, look, you know, I have to buy groceries every day. I have to put gas in my car almost every day. I have to pay taxes every day. I don't get an abortion every day. So, no, that's not going to affect my choice for governor. I want to make sure my kids go to school and have a good education. Those are the things I worry about every day. And so right now, I think you've, you're seeing people make choice. It's kind of a, a Maslow's hierarchy of issues, if you will, uh, on an, uh, from a standpoint of what, what is going to impact someone's life on a daily basis. So that's a strategic mistake by Democrats. But the other aspect of the strategic mistake is Democrats are finding out that they are the extremists on the issue of life. 
And for for students of history, it's um, you can look at the 1862 election, and the Democrat Party in 1862 made their entire message about Abraham Lincoln. If you reelect, if you send Abraham Lincoln a Republican Congress and Republican Senate, he will free the slaves. That was their entire message in 1862. Now, of course, they don't own that today. They don't talk about that very much. But that was the what you're seeing today with the way they are treating the issue of life is the moral equivalent of the Democratic Party in 1862, where their entire message was, send us back to Congress, and we will make sure Abraham Lincoln doesn't free the slaves. And it's like this year they're saying, send us back to Congress, and we'll make sure uh, the Republicans don't save babies. It's pretty wild, you know, and, you know, and, and most Americans aren't there. You know, they don't believe in abortion up until the, the moment of birth. They, they fully recognize that it's not a clump of cells as they try to tell us that, you know, it, it, it doesn't make sense logically or from a common sense standpoint. You know, when, when you're looking at, you know, you're, you're talking to these voter, these voters, you're doing these focus groups, you're seeing the issues. What are the top issues on Americans' minds right now? I know no inflation, but. Are there any surprises or, or is it pretty much what we would think? You know, it really is what you would think. It is inflation, it is gas prices, it's grocery prices, it's education. The only surprise, and it maybe isn't a surprise anymore because, as I mentioned, we, we really saw this manifest itself in the Youngkin versus McAuliffe election in which Glenn Youngkin made it very clear that he would not have closed schools. And so it gave and he was able to put to point to the Ron DeSantis's, the Kevin Stitts in Oklahoma, to a lesser extent, the Greg Abbott's in Texas, and, and show the example of states that did not close their schools and didn't fall behind in education. And so what that allowed is, is that, you know, it, it's all, even to take the analogy further, uh, the night before the election, uh, I can't remember if it was Sunday or Monday night, uh, Terry McAuliffe campaigned not with Joe Biden, not with Kamala Harris, not even with Barack Obama, but he campaigned with Randy Weingarten. And for anyone who doesn't know who that is, she's head of the American Federation of Teachers, and she is the one probably foremost responsible for the for the shutting of schools and the key, and keeping schools closed. And, and candidly, we were high fiving on the campaign. We're like, do we need to we need to check this to see if it's an in kind contribution to uh, to us? And she continues to campaign on behalf of Democrats. And what that has done is it has made education. It has gone from an issue that Democrats led by about 20 points on just a couple cycles ago that were two Republicans leading on it. So on the key issues facing America today, inflation, Republicans lead on gas prices, Republicans lead on home ownership, Republicans lead on the economy in general, Republicans lead, but education, Republicans now lead. And in the most recent poll, uh, polling that we're getting the highest I have seen abortion on a list of most important issues is seventh in the last week, seventh. And Lisa, I have not seen January 6th mentioned in the verbatims on a survey, much less as a most important issue, probably since about midsummer. So that tells you, uh, as you mentioned at the beginning, what Democrats are closing on is uh, Taxpayer funded abortion at any age through the ninth through the ninth month in the birth canal and uh, oh yeah January sixth that's not a winning message for them and it's really I think they're going to pay the price for it again in a couple of weeks. Quick break. More on the midterms. Two thirds of Americans are at risk to experience a blackout. You could be one of them, sitting in the dark and cold for hours, for days, maybe even weeks. Are you ready to protect your family? You could be. With the Patriot Power Solar Generator 2000X, folks say this new solar generator from 4Patriots is worth its weight in gold. Why? Because this generator has double the capacity and is expandable so you can run the big appliances 
like your fridge, even longer. Or other devices like an electric blanket, microwave, RV air conditioner, or even an electric wheelchair. You also get 12 outlets, including four AC outlets so you can power more devices at once, and two USB-C outlets, which can charge your phone 20 times faster than a regular plug. Best of all, this new solar generator is fume-free, safe to use inside, and never needs gas ever. Over 150,000 Americans trust Patriot power generators. Go to 4patriots.com slash Lisa to get your solar generator now. You'll even get a solar panel included free. Go to 4patriots.com slash Lisa. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. We were being told with a straight face by the media that Democrats could somehow outrun an incredibly unpopular president when midterms are always a referendum on the party in charge of the president in charge. But yet they sat there with a straight face trying to tell us that things were happening that were not. (laughs) Talk about that. Well, I think the key thing, I think the part there that um, I'll be critical of our party in this situation, unless with the media, because we spent so much time beating them up. I do think there are some campaigns that didn't do a great job for a while t- tying their opponents to Joe Biden. So I, I remember I was actually uh, giving a, a talk at Freedom Works a few weeks ago, and John McLaughlin is a, a very talented pollster, a good friend, and he was actually uh, the pollster on a campaign that I managed in 1994, a long time ago, right? It was uh, David McIntosh, who's now head of the Club for Growth. I, I ran his campaign for Congress. And uh, John pointed out, uh, I was sitting in the audience, I'd spoken just before him. He said, you know, at this point in 1994, Chris was already morphing uh, Joe Hogsett, who was our opponent at the time, who's now mayor of Indianapolis, coincidentally, or interestingly, uh, into Bill Clinton's face. Why aren't Republicans doing that? And I thought, you know, that's a great idea. That's a really important point. Uh, so I want to give John credit for it. And I think there were a lot of Republican campaigns that were running, talking about the issues, which is good. But let's face it, whenever you are running against an incumbent, in most of these situations, we were trying to beat incumbents. Uh, you take Mark Kelly versus Blake Masters. 
Mark Kelly, is, they, voters need to be told why they should fire him. And they should fire him because he's a rubber stamp for Joe Biden. They should fire Catherine Cortez Masto because she's a rubber stamp for Joe Biden. They should fire Ralph Warnock because she, he is a rubber stamp for Joe Biden. And I think a lot of campaigns were running on issues or running on, spent a little bit too much time telling the story as to why they should be elected instead of talking their, about their opponents. And there's probably a lot of altruistic sort of people who listen to your podcast who are like, well, I believe in that. I believe we should talk, give people a reason to vote for us. And yes, we absolutely should, but we need to do it and move on. Because if you want to get a job and somebody else already has that job, that person has to be fired before you can hire, be hired. That's just a basic tenet of the way political campaigns work and the way people's decision-making process goes. So it is, it, I think that was kind of a situation where uh, maybe a few too many campaigns waited a little bit too long uh, to begin tying their opponent to Biden. And uh, the media probably did a good job uh, head faking us out of that and saying, oh, it's a Biden. People are separating themselves from Biden. It's uh, They can still win. So people bought into that. Candidates bought into that. Campaigns bought into that. Okay, let me go give people a reason as to why they should vote for me. Well, okay, you've done it. Move on. These last two weeks, any campaign that's spending a single dollar not mentioning uh, tying their opponent to Joe Biden is wasting that dollar. That makes a lot of sense. Uh, and I also just kind of a, a thought popped in my a thought bubble popped in my head when you're talking about Biden, because I don't know if you saw Herschel Walker with NBC and they asked him if there's any common ground he could find with Biden. He's like, well, he likes ice cream. <laughs> <laughs> no, I missed that. Which That's actually a really good line. Me, yeah, I know. It made, it made me laugh because I thought that was just like funny, you know, and it kind of, you know, ribbing him, but in a, you know, in a, a likable way. Uh, you know, I, I know you're a busy guy. You're, you're working on races around the country. You probably aren't sleeping right now. Time, what no. should people before we go? You know, Chris, what should people be looking for in, in polling and the dynamics of these races as we head into these midterm sprint? You know, Lisa, you mentioned the most important one. If a poll comes out, first of all, check the sample. Are they talking to registered voters? If so, don't even pay attention. Are they talking to adults? If so, throw it away and never read the publication again. If they're talking to likely voters, Pay attention. But the other thing you want to look at is whether whether or not that likely voter universe looks like a 2018 sample. And now I know I'm getting really deep into it. Or if it looks like a 2014 or a 2010 sample, because 2022, see how year it is. I, that's the sleep thing uh, is going to look a lot more like 2010 or 2014 than it is going to look like 2018. So that's number one. I think the second thing I would do is take it with a grain of salt. If a poll has a Democrat up, even double digits, just think about what, think about some of the examples I gave a little bit ago, where I talked about uh, Greenfield in Ohio being up by two and Ernst winning by seven. When I talked about Gideon being up by six and Collins winning by nine. Uh, when I talked about Cunningham being up by four and Tillis winning by two. Or even in South Carolina, where Lindsey Graham, uh, most of the polls at the end had him down or in a dead heat, and he won by 10. So don't no just because a poll has a Democrat up by a point or two uh, doesn't mean that they're going to win. In fact, most likely at that level, it probably means the Republicans going to win. So when you see a poll come out and a couple of them that I saw come out this morning uh, out of Pennsylvania that has Fetterman up over Oz by two. You might want to take read into that that uh, Oz is probably going to win. When you see one come out, like uh, came out yesterday out of Georgia that had uh, Warnock and Walker in a tie, I know that probably means the Walker's up, particularly when it has Kemp up six. So it's uh, I, I really get skeptical whenever I see the public polling that has Democrats up. And I look at the ones where I am involved, center races I'm doing um, – in, I've mentioned Laxalt a few times. Um, I, he is up. 
He's he is awesome. He's been up in seven straight poles, and uh, I can tell you he's mo- he's m- most likely to win that race. Uh, I can tell you, Derek uh, Eric Schmidt in Missouri, who I'm working with. I mean, he's he's going to win that thing going away. Uh, Republicans are going to have a very good year, and I think with any polling that doesn't reflect that, I would be suspect of immediately. Good to know. Chris Wilson, you're a busy man. I appreciate you taking the time. Uh, I know this is a really important election, so we appreciate your insight. Uh, Thanks so much, Chris. Happy to do it, Lisa. Great to catch up. Really, really solid pollster. He does great work, and more than solid, uh, he's does great work. Uh, it takes a lot of pride in getting things right with WPA Intelligence. He's the founder and CEO. Uh, been in the game for a long time, so I, you know, and, and it just goes to show you how much we're lied to by all these people, right? You know, and that's the whole point of this podcast is try to identify people like him who can really get to the bottom of what's happening, which you're you're not going to get elsewhere in the media, right? You're not going to get it when you turn on TV and they're still doing registered voter surveys or they're talking to the same people who've gotten every single thing wrong for forever, right? But, you know, so hopefully we all learned a lot from that. Appreciate you guys listening to the show. I want to thank John Cassio, my producer, for putting it together every Monday and Thursday, but you can listen throughout the week. Feel free to leave us a review on Apple uh, Podcasts. Uh, give us a, a rating. Share with your friends, your family. Appreciate you guys listening. Until next time. Two-thirds of Americans are at risk to experience a blackout. Are you ready to protect your family? You could be with the Patriot Power Solar Generator 2000X. This new solar generator has double the capacity and is expandable so you can run the big appliances like your fridge even longer. Best of all, this new solar generator is fume-free, safe to use inside, and never needs gas ever. Over 150,000 Americans trust Patriot Power Generators. Go to 4patriots.com Lisa to get your solar generator now. You'll even get a solar panel included free. Go to 4patriots.com Lisa. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home.